0: Hello guys, and welcome to the first ever episode of the MNC Sports Podcast, where two ecstatic 15-year-old sports fans from the Metro Detroit area share their thoughts on NFL, NBA, college football, and fantasy football. So, in our first ever episode, we are, we are focusing on three different topics. Topic 1, the NBA Finals, where the Lakers won 116-98. to Kobe, how do you think they got it
1: done? They, they just got it done with 65% from three in the first half. They have so many weapons with LeBron and AD. We know who they are. And you have Danny Green, Alice Caruso, against one of the best three-point shooting teams in the Heat. You can't compete with that. If they're shooting, they can get swept, and they will get swept. And I think that, like, with AD showing that he's a top 5 player in the game, getting boards, shutting down Bam defensively, that is the key to winning. And before the finals, I said the Heat can win if Bam absolutely dominates AD. And right now, it's not looking like that's going to happen. LeBron is getting 23, 10, and 13, like he usually does triple-doubles. But if AD really shows out and shows why they traded big money for him and big players, that is how you get your 17th NBA championship.
0: Well, yeah, and also LeBron's veteran ability. And same with Rajon Rondo. We saw that implemented in Game 1 where LeBron was taking the ball, leading the team, and not worrying about what the Heat did. He just went... Um, but the Heat have to capitalize. They didn't play well on defense. They weren't making a lot of shots. They were up early, but they couldn't hold the lead. Um, but it's hard when you are you have Bam on Anthony Davis, and most of these guys is their first NBA Finals, so there's not that much they can do. Um, I think we'll see them. I think the Lakers will win in six, just because of their veteran capability in LeBron. But the Heat had a phenomenal year. If they do win, that'd be crazy, but it is what it is. I think that they're still a great team and they drafted very well and there'll be plenty more years. So
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and like you said, the Heat still are not experienced and I think that is just huge in the playoffs. Especially when the two floor generals in the series are LeBron and Rajon Rondo. They're like coaches on the floor. With any instant they can change it up, score it will. So I think that um the Heat are great. I think they have so much talent. I think they're a little too inexperienced. Um, to be the Lakers because the Lakers do have the greatest player in the world and a top-five player. Um, But I think the Heat are definitely looking good to come and would be the greatest upsets of all time that he can pull this off.
0: Um, Yeah, and I also saw throughout the playoffs, not just in um, the first game of the NBA Finals, though, that LeBron is, I don't want to say a baby, but he barely gets touched and they call everything. And that was huge because he made his three throws and he was a very high percentage. Whereas in the regular playoffs, I think he was almost at 50%, a little bit over. So, you know, he might not play well during the regular season in the playoffs, but he shows up. He shows up. He's there. He's leading his team. And I think that the Heat need to come together, make their shots, and play good defense. That's all they need to do. There's not that much you can do. And just hope for the best. But,
1: yeah. So exactly, and I think that what?
0: No, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Um, I think I think that um, LeBron it it's weird because sometimes he doesn't get called for fouls, sometimes he does get called and he gets upset at the refs. And I think that um, this series like last series, um, like Celtics Heat, it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be a grind for both teams, and like the refs are really gonna gonna be have to be at the top of their game. And I think that, like, you got to be lenient with LeBron. I think that you, you got to give him some calls. Remember, he's also huge. So if he's going against someone like Goron, who's, like, tough, but he's small, like, you got to, like, got to give some benefit of the doubt. You got to get it even. And that, that is why you're a good ref. And in my opinion, the last series, I'm a huge Celtics fan, but um I think the refs disappointed me. So I think that, like, this is a huge series for the teams, but it arguably is a bigger series for these um, refs, especially how they've been there in three months. they got to prove their worth, um, and I think we just won a fair series.
0: Yeah, you saw um, the Heat versus the Celtics where the Heat just outlasted them in every game. It was a close game. There wasn't one game where they won by a lot, but they just outlasted them. They made their shots in the fourth quarter where the Celtics could not, and they capitalized on turnovers and free throws and all of that. So, one thing that went through the NFL this week was COVID issues um, regarding the Titans and administration and players. Um, the Titans-Pittsburgh game has been postponed and will be played um, week seven, so basically both teams are getting a bye. But I think this is phenomenal for the NFL because now they're going to stop every other COVID issue from happening on any other team. So I feel like it's a good alert for them. But, of course, we wanted to see a game, and it hurts fantasy-wise, um, but there's not that much you can do.
1: So yeah. Yeah, and um I didn't even think about it, but it was a great point that you made, like I think this will help the NFL because I think it's it's really been better than MLB so far for the through the first three or four season because they've had great COVID protocols, they've kept everybody safe. Um but like I mean it's gonna happen. And Mike Lombardi in, in his podcast he's been talking about how teams may play fourteen games teams might play 15, 16, um, because, like, other teams will get it. I mean, it's going to be very hard to deflect that, um, and it's a shame. But you have to look at be Like, the Marlins in seven straight games. Um, so, like, I think that, like, the NFL will, will be really good about that. It's fortunate that they are able to play Week 7, um, and the Titans can play the Ravens in Week 8. But it may not always work out that way. The buys may not always fill in the right place, so I think the NFL will be great about this. They'll be ready, um, and I'm. It's it's sad for like Derrick Henry owners and James Conner owners, and some like Big Ben who's showing out for the last couple of weeks, and Juju, um, and yeah.
0: Um, you know your point about the MLB and how they weren't doing so well. They're playing every day. It's a difference when you're playing once a week and you're playing every day. Um, they're also traveling through hotels, going in airplanes every single day, whereas the NFL are going once a week. But I think Roger Goodell has done good with COVID protocols. Um, MLB has done good. They're, every single professional sports team is getting tested every day, which must suck. But you want to play, you want to get paid. Um, and I think with the amount of N- with the amount of um, money that goes into the NFL and the amount of money that they make, they have to have a season. But one thing that they cannot do. Is have a different schedule for let's say like Pittsburgh, they play just 15 games. You can't have that because of playoffs and um, how they play in their division, it just can't happen. So, so there's a yeah, couple. I,
1: mean, I think it really depends how, um, how if like the season ends because at the beginning of the season, like people really didn't think it was gonna like finish, like they thought it was gonna maybe it go like seven games and be done. I think it really depends, like, on the team. If someone's going 3 and 13. Has no chance to make the playoffs. You don't have to give them sixteen games, but you also don't want to leave them a chance to get out of the playoffs. Because if someone is out for a couple of games, some some team they're gonna to have to play until like January twentieth. Which, if that happens, the NFL doesn't want that, and then that that just a whole like it just it's it's bad for the players. They have to keep playing. You know, you can basically only play one game a week. You can't play back-to-back days. So I think, like, the NFL is going to be much tougher than MLB with rescheduling these games. But so far, I've liked how they've done it. Um, they've taken good protocols. And I think that they've – I think on game day, now they're testing because they hadn't tested on a game day before or something like that. So they're upping it with the NFLPA. Um, but I'm I'm really excited about this week. It'll be a fun week. It's a shame that the Titans and Steelers can't play. But that that's just the nature of COVID right now.
0: Yeah, and the NFL's not going in not expecting players to test positive and administration to test positive. But besides COVID issues, um, it is NFL Week 4, and there are a couple of games that don't really play a big role in playoffs and divisions, but are just good games that you're going to sit down and watch. So, you know, one big game is, of course, the Patriots and Chiefs. Um got Cam Newton, who's pl- playing a phenomenal season under Bill Belichick, um, doesn't have the amount of weapons like... Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs do, but I think that they'll go out, I think they'll put up a dogfight. I think they don't end up winning, because any team that the Chiefs play, you have to say the Chiefs are going to win. But I think Alaire's going to have a good game. Um, Newton's going to have one of his best games of his career. But, yeah, I mean, that's really it.
1: Um, yeah, I think that, I mean, it's amazing. The Patriots have been only eight point or more underdogs three times since Super Bowl um, against the Rams when they had that insane comeback. There was one game against in 2016, the opener, against the Cardinals, and now week four against the Chiefs. And I think the Patriots like it. I mean This is the underdog year. They don't have Brady anymore. They've lost some of that defense. They don't have as many weapons. They have Newton, a new quarterback, but they're ready to show the world that they're contenders again. Um, It'll be very hard, and I, I gotta pick the Chiefs to win this game because the Chiefs' offense is just too good. And if any team's going to go 16-0, which I never predict, I don't think they will. I mean, Colin Coward thought the Ravens were going to go 16-0. I thought he was just crazy for that, which he was. Um, but the Chiefs actually have a shot at going because their offense is phenomenal. Now they actually have Clyde Edwards-Alaire, which was a phenomenal pick. Maybe a little high, but you you get a great running back. I mean, they don't even need anything more in the offense, and they got it. Um, I do think cam will show out i think he can get multiple passing and rushing touchdowns he's a big runner and i think the key for the patriots even to win this game is really just adjustments i don't think they can win in man if you play a lot of man against the chiefs it's you, you're, you're gonna get crushed in my opinion even though the cornerbacks pages are the best in the league there's tyreek mucle harman sammy Watkins, marcus robinson is their four and he's been showing out so i think that um it's gonna be very interesting how Belichick and the defense really plan for this game, um, using man, using zone, really bringing the blitz to get Mahomes flustered. Um, but I think the thing of the Chiefs' offense, even when they're down, when they're up, wherever they are, they can always launch one and get a big play. There's no other team in the league that can do that. Um, but I also think that the Patriots can beat them with the run game because um, last week Lamar had some big runs. The Chiefs really showed. How to be Lamar Jackson. But the Patriots, rushing offense, got 250 yards. Can't really look past that. Um, so I think that it will be Cam, but I think it really will be Sony, Burkhead, JJ Taylor, Damian Harris. Maybe he'll come back. And that is a four-headed monster right there. Young running backs that can get the job done. Adelman will be consistent. I'm looking to see Ossie, Ossie. But the bottom line is the Chiefs are hard to beat. And the Patriots going to have to be at their A-plus, not their A-game, their A-plus game if they want to pull this one out in Arrowhead.
0: Um, And the Chiefs defense, people no one is talking about, is playing phenomenal this season. Um, Again, they're not going on this field as much because the Chiefs offense is always on the field. But, you know, Tyron Matthew, Chris Jones, Frank Clark, I think they're a very solid team. And also have Andy Reid. Just imagine if you put Bill Belichick on that. Um, That would just be crazy. And if you guys didn't know, Kobe is a huge Boston sports fan. Um, Celtics, Red Sox, Patriots. So he's maybe a little bit biased at times, but it is what it is. Another great game this week, um, is Josh Allen and Derek Carr and Buffalo and Raiders. Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, um, Devin Singletary, Stephon Diggs. Josh Allen is having the season of his life, playing lights out, scoring crazy yards, crazy. Um, in fantasy he's putting up I think, what is it, 30 or more points a game. Um, so what are your thoughts on the game?
1: Um, it's a pretty good game. The Raiders have been playing well. Um, they didn't play that well last week against the Patriots. But actually, when you look at it for the first two and a half quarters, they were neck and neck with them. Um, one thing I am worried about with the Raiders, the rush defense. Um, they gave up 250 yards to the Patriots, who are not normally great or known for the rushing game. And with Devin Singletary, Zach Moss and Josh Allen it's gonna be incredibly tough to stop I think the key for the Raiders this game is going to just get on Stephon Diggs get on those wide receivers like Cole Beasley, John Brown because they have three receivers that can make put in big time moments um and I, I think the Raiders can do it I think if Jacobs just has a steady run game Carr makes dots a weeks ago against the Saints I think they can pull this off Buffalo is a phenomenal team I know that um but it will be a good game. My guess that it'll be twenty six to twenty three Raiders. I think the Raiders are upsetting Buffalo, um, and I I like the Raiders this year. Number two in that division, they're gonna get the water guard.
0: Um, you know, the Raiders' offense is great. Derek Carr, Josh Jacobs, Darren Waller, Henry Rods, um, many other weapons. But one thing I want to touch on is their defense. Like you said, it's 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 somewhat good i mean max crosby but i can't name a single player besides him on their defense which just shows that's not a great defense um another game that's somewhat up there is cleveland and dallas um odell baker mayfield they're horrible my opinion against another horrible team cowboys but what are your thoughts on this
1: well like you were just saying both teams are horrible and both teams are extremely overrated um, both teams last year were like, "Oh my God, they're gonna make the Super Bowl." Well,
0: that's Not the Cowboys for you. Um, what? So that's the Cowboys for you.
1: Yeah, of course. I mean, I mean, I thought Mike McCarthy would make a change. They they are scoring, but their defense is still it. It's awful right now. They they have Jalen Smith and Demarcus Lawrence who I like, but other than that, their secondary is beaten up. They haven't really been able to get much rush. They got blasted by Russell Wilson, who's phenomenal. But they, they just weren't able to cover the deep ball. Um, and I think that with something for the Cleveland to take advantage of, just shoot that secondary. You've got to go out that secondary. I, I'm not sure if Nick Chubb can ball out this week because they do have a nice front seven. But if you just take shots, use Odell like Odell can be used because he's still a top receiver in this game, in my opinion, I think you can win this. Um, but I do think Dallas is a better team. I think their defense will come out clutch for the first time this season will have another four-yard game. Um, Zeke has got to keep improving because 34 yards cut it. If they want to be contenders, he's got to be at least getting 80 yards a game because he's a dynamic running back. Um, He's got to make some plays. And Mike McCarthy's got to show why he's better than Jason Garrett because right now it's basically the same thing. Him and Jason Garrett are equal. Um, And I think one of the reasons why they brought him in was his playoff experience and how he went with Aaron Rodgers. But he hasn't been able to do that Especially on the defensive side of the ball, yet for the Cowboys.
0: Um, I think Jerry coaches the team. I don't think it's Mike McCarthy. It's all Jerry, the whole organization. That's all he does. It's all him. He's in there, sheesh, fifteen hours a day working. That's all he does. Just Cowboys. Um, I do have the Cowboys winning forty to twenty-three. I do think they put up a lot of points because they're playing against. The Cleveland. Um, their defense is all right, but that's pretty much it. Another topic we wanted to talk about is, we will be incorporating this into every single week's podcast, um, is fantasy winners and losers. So we have more winners and losers this week, but I think it's still, some names mostly people heard of, but I think it's still a good week to show um, and listen to us who you should play and who you should not play. So, Kobe, go ahead.
1: Um, Well, we're going to start off with Jonathan Taylor against the Bears. Jonathan is going to have another great week. He's a nice young running back, and I think the Colts will pull this out, but but really we just got to focus on Jonathan Taylor. He was phenomenal in Wisconsin. He's been sharing the backfield with Naeem Hines. Marlon Mack is injured, of course. But Jonathan Taylor, he's he's the biggest back there. He's the biggest one. He can always um, make plays for them. He can also make plays in the passing game, which is a little surprising for me. Um, but he's he's gonna go off. I guess he's gonna rush for 120 yards, maybe punch it in twice, and he'll finish with a nice solid 25 points. I think he'll good this week, and I, he's one of my fantasy winners.
0: Yeah, and about Jonathan Taylor, I think that they're gonna build a franchise around him. Rivers is old; he's done. Brissett is somewhat okay. T.Y. Helen's old injury every like every other week. Um. I can't name another wide receiver. Their defense is pretty solid, but they're going to build their whole franchise around them. They're going to get a new young quarterback, a couple of good wide receivers. Um, I think they could go up and get maybe two. Uh, I don't know. That's just prediction. No clue. But Mari Cooper is another winner from Kobe's side. Um, Kobe, share your thoughts.
1: thoughts. Um, I've been on my fantasy team, and this is not being biased. I think he's going to have a great week. They do have Michael Galvin, CeeDee Lamb, but looking at the secondary, the Cleveland Brown, especially the corners, you have Benzel Ward, It's a nice player, but then you have Greedy. Then I don't really know who the other cornerbacks are. Greedy's their number two. And I think if Greedy or Ward is on Cooper, he's tearing them up. I, I just don't think that secondary for Cleveland is good enough to stop Amari, as Amari, with that 10-catch game Week 1, is showing that he doesn't care if there's other tunnel around him. He's still number one. He's still making those plays. And I think Prescott is playing the best that he's played over his career. They haven't been winning, but if that offense just gets it clicking and Amari's still number one going up and get it, he's still a dynamic receiver. Um, so I, I think that Amari is going to get 26-plus points. He's going to look good, look smooth. He's really going to help this offense win.
0: Um, And a guy we have on the topic of winners this week is Lamar Jackson. He did not play his best. I think it's actually one of his worst games against the Chiefs. Um, I think it was the mentality against that, you're 0-3, and he just wanted to play lights out, and he was trying to make every single cool play. He couldn't throw the ball deep. He made some what were on plays, but I think he's going to bounce back against Washington and have a great week. So there's one more in the topic of winners, but I want to go to the loser side. Um, we put Gardner, Minshew, and Adam Thielen in, And I didn't put any of these. These are Kobe's thoughts. So what do you think about Gardner, Minshew, and Adam Thielen that make him a loser for this week? Um,
1: I've, I've looked at Gardner, and and he's played well. I, I give him credit. He, he's played well. But um, I, I I don't love him this week. He, he's playing Cincinnati. I think Cincinnati's defense is actually, even though he gave 23 points, I think they are actually good. And I just don't think Minshew has talent around him. I think that he got 275 yards. Completion percentage is good, but if he's not putting up touchdowns, if he's only a pick, he's only getting nine or ten points. And I think that's gonna be the same case for the next couple of weeks because he's a good player. But when you don't have talent around him, not much of a big playability with his arm yet. I I don't love him, and I don't love him as a start. I would I would pick up other guys. I, I like Fitzpatrick over him, but I do not like to this week at all. I think since Cincinnati's young and hungry. And I think their secondary keeps improving and I really like them this week against Minshew. Uh, and then I also pick Phelan. The thing is, I, I just think Phelan is just really inconsistent and that's why I would really hesitate to start him. I think against Houston with Bradley Roby and um, at secondary, especially with with Kirk Cousins not on his game, I'm not sure that Phelan can have another big game like last week. I, I would maybe put him as, as your flex, but Again, I see him maybe getting 13, 14 points. He's not going to get 20. That, that offense hasn't shown me anything this year, only running the ball with Dalvin. If he wants to have a good game, it's got to be with Kirk. If Kirk is not good, he's probably getting eight points because he's only just too inconsistent for me. Um, and Houston's defense can be a little scary at times, um, and I think Houston's not going down well, and they're going to shut down those receivers. So Dylan um, is going to get shut down. Um, and I think that that concludes our fantasy losers or winners. Um, do you have more thoughts, Max?
0: Um, yeah, about Thielen. I was just gonna say exactly what you were gonna say about. It. He's very inconsistent. Um, and it's also their defense not helping them out either. Their defense is not playing well this year. They're lining up a lot of points where he has the pressure to feel like going, go up and catch every single ball. Dalvin Cook is playing pretty good. Um, it's not a surprise that he's playing well. I have him on uh two of my fantasy leagues I think. So I want him to go have a good game. Um but I think that wraps up our first ever episode. I just wanted to say thank you for everyone who listens. Um if you have any 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 suggestions, please feel free to comment um what we should talk about in the next episode. We may go on what we usually talk about. Um so yeah. Thank you guys.
1: Thank you.